Hey guys, welcome to Internal Medicine and Beyond. I'm your host, Varun Aitharaju, and I'm a fourth year medical student at Northeast Ohio Medical University. This podcast is for aspiring internists and subspecialists eager to learn about the breadth and variety of internal medicine. I know as a medical student, I hear about the variety this specialty has to offer, but I decided to start this podcast and personally hear stories from physicians so they can talk about their experience in this specialty. Here I have Dr. Arjun Chatterjee, a second year internal medicine resident at the Cleveland Clinic. He was an international medical graduate from Calcutta National Medical College and did a year of research at Mayo Clinic prior to starting residency. His interests include medical education and gastroenterology. Thanks, Dr. Chatterjee, for coming on. Yeah, thank you, Varun. Thank you for having me in your podcast. Perfect. So why did you decide to pursue internal medicine? Yeah, so this was uh, way back, like going back to the, my first few days in medical school when I started with uh, uh, reading about anatomy, physiology, biochemistry, uh, pathology, pharmacology, those. So all of that came together when uh, I was thinking about like what to pursue. Should I go into a surgical field or a medicine field? I think internal medicine was the only thing which kind of binds all of those together. But to be completely honest, I also got uh, uh, into watching medical dramas and House MD was my favorite show. So when you take those symptoms and write it out on the bo uh, board and kind of trying to figure out like... Uh, uh, what the disease process is like feeding into, like thinking about the path, uh, pathophysiology and then how that fits into the presentation. So how's MD being my uh, favorite show? I was kind of dragged into internal medicine. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, what brought me to medicine. And then obviously like uh, the education aspect of it and then uh, eventually getting to pursue GI, which I really liked uh, uh, reading about like GI topics when I was a med student and now as a resident, I also enjoy that. Awesome. I love House MD. It's a great show. <laughs> So as an international medical graduate, what challenges did you face throughout your USMLE journey? Yeah, I think the most difficult thing about uh, being an international medical graduate would be like figuring out the timeline. So since you're training in a different system, you do not know when to do what. Uh, I think like taking, so I, I decided fairly early that I want to come to the United States, maybe like beginning of my first year. So it was really uh, helpful because I started looking out for resources fairly early. And then uh, I, I realized that I will have to take USMLE step one and the ideal time to take step one is after you're done with your basic sciences. So I kind of followed what a US, USMD or a USDO student would do. And uh, I think figuring out the timeline is very important. I took my step one uh, end of second year, like the same time of the US medical student does. And then I came to the US to pursue electives still while being a medical student. I think those were like really useful stuff uh, for me, kind of getting good expo US clinical exposure. And uh, yeah, it was a difficult journey because it's kind of tricky when not a lot of people are like trying to come to the US from your medical school or from your city. But at the same time, like if you get your timeline and I, I keep on using the same word again and again, uh, if you get your timeline right, I think uh, it's fairly simple. And then there is a winning formula which you can just uh, follow. And then uh, uh, if you're like, if you're willing to put in hard work and effort, I think you will be successful. That's yeah, those were the main challenges I faced and uh, kind of like navigated around the system. Awesome. And for listeners out there interested to hear more about Arjun's in-depth journey, please check out his YouTube channel. I'm sure you'll find it very helpful and educational. I'll link it below in the description. Uh, thank you for the shameless plug, Warren. <laughs> what are some of the things that international applicants can do to set themselves apart from the rest of the applicants? I think being an international uh, applicant is sometimes difficult because you are an unknown quantity from a different uh, medical college. If someone is not vouching for you, it's very difficult for the program director to uh, call you just based on your grades. 
and uh, there is like no one size fits all right like there are different people from different countries having different experiences from different systems so i think uh, the most important thing that can set you apart as an international medical student or graduate would be having us clinical experiences that's why getting the timeline right uh, is essential so if you are able to come to the us and get some clinical experience under your belt that's really useful apart from that like there are like they kind of doing what uh, a us medical student will do like making sure your cv looks okay making sure you have a good personal state statement and you practice for the interviews so all of those things are uh, will go hand in hand but uh, if you are able to get some us clinical experience that's gold awesome that's very helpful kind of going along those same you know same uh, topics and perspectives you mentioned what advice do you have for imgs in this application season yeah so that's a very good question i think imgs uh, like a couple of uh, words which constitute imgs is like being a medical graduate like you have already graduated medicine from your own uh, own country and uh, that that goes a long way right like not everybody gets into medical school wherever you are on the world maybe like less than 1% throughout the world so you have already won that being said when you're applying to uh, your for residency in the united states try to think of it as a uh, coming to the united states and playing the game how a us medical student would apply so making sure that your cv looks all right making sure you're using keywords and phrases uh, which kind of sounds uh, okay making sure that your personal statement is um, read by uh, a native us english speaker because if you're if you're from uh, uh, like say united kingdom or any other country which uses like uk english there are certain words and phrases and terms which is not that commonly used in the united states so stuff like that making sure you practice interview and then do not appear overconfident but do not appear underconfident so do not oversell or undersell at the same time just be confident you are applying for a job if the other person uh, likes you they will offer the interview so once you have the interview under your belt i think you are at a good position and then uh, be confident enough to sell yourself and yeah just go with the flow and uh, be truthful always say the truth like never lie i think uh, those are the big uh, points which i wanted to like touch So as a research fellow for a year prior to starting residency what were some of the benefits of that experience as a research fellow like the first and most important was like getting research i know i want to pursue a career in uh, clinical medicine by in an academic institution so that's why i wanted to like spend a dedicated year of research uh, to kind of go through the process learn how research methodology works i come from a, a background where not a lot of research was done although i was uh, part of a uh, tertiary care center back in india like uh, we were not a re- research center so for me like going into a career in the united states where i want to pursue uh like academic medicine like research was important so that's why i decided to do that uh i think one of the most important thing while at uh, the mayo clinic was learning the methodology like why are we doing this what how to come up with a research question and then kind of seeing the whole thing through from writing an irb to data collection to like data analysis then writing the manuscript like going through the whole cycle before i start residency was kind of uh, important for me because uh, like once you start residency you get busy with a lot of other things and if you do not find adequate support during residency like it might be difficult for you to pursue a research project that being said uh i think nowadays we have a qi project inbuilt for like all most most of the residencies in the united states so that's a great opportunities for any resident who want to pursue uh research anywhere that being said i am super lucky to be at the cleveland clinic where i have a, like more than enough support and more than enough projects to keep myself busy 
But going back to the Mayo question for as an international medical student, when I came to the Mayo Clinic, I also learned the local lingo or what I would say as pop culture, which definitely helps during interviews. So you make easy references and then you can talk about the weather or like uh, something as uh, silly as that. And those those goes a long way. Like when you're interviewing from, let's say, halfway around the world on Zoom and you're in the middle of the night and then they are interviewing at like 9 a.m. Eastern time. So like that kind of sets you apart. Like I think that really helped for like me being in the United States physically also was uh, like useful. So yeah, that's, that's a really good point. There's a lot of small things that kind of make the whole picture and, and can sometimes get you interview, get you, you know, interview and also get you to match there. Um, that it's something that we don't really talk about very often. Um, as an educator for YouTube and on YouTube and Twitter for applicants and medical students across the world, how did you get involved in this? And what's your inspiration behind that? Yeah, so uh, like going through my own journey, like I am from Calcutta, not a lot of people come to the United States from Calcutta. So I had like kind of uh, difficulty like finding like resources, at least initially, then I got connected to a few people uh, who like the, their main motivation was to like do the best they can and also help others. Most like a few of them are like pursuing different fellowships at like the top institutions in the US right now. They did not even know me and then still they decided to help me. I think that uh, those people like really helped me in my journey and what I learned from them, I wanted to share with the world. And that's what kind of inspired me to start the YouTube channel and uh, maybe like help everyone out there who is uh, looking for resources and then uh, they just don't know the right people maybe and they, they, they don't know what to do, when to do it. Uh, Twitter is a different story though. I think med Twitter is uh, uh, something which like most of the people in medicine should get involved in. It's really uh, easy and something like which I check regularly. I think a lot of the new trials and uh, new stuff in medicine is posted on Twitter. The first time I opened my Twitter account was after I matched in Cleveland Clinic. I wish I did that earlier, to be honest. Like if I had started earlier, like even in match season, you can reach out to like so many people. You get these notifications from different uh, residency programs. Like when do they have their open houses? When are they sending out interviews? Do you like then you can like kind of coordinate when you are reaching out to a program or a program director for, or a program coordinator for interviews. So yeah, I think uh, in general with an idea of like uh, helping others, like what what exactly what you are doing here, like uh, trying to like reach out to a bigger audience and then sharing your own experiences and also speaking with other people to like uh, uh, share their experiences. So that's uh, that's what I that was the primary reason I got involved in this, and some that's something which I also want to pursue as a as like an uh, academic physician in the future, like it's something which I hold very dear to my heart. Awesome. And you just talked about this a little bit too, but what are some other future career goals you have? Yeah, so I want to pursue a GI fellowship. Right now I am a second year, just started second year. So I would be uh, applying for GI next year. So I kind of touched at this before. I want to uh, like hopefully try to get into a, uh, academic institution where I can like learn from uh, the best in the US and then train myself and get to the level where I can like train others. I think education is very important to me, both to learn and as well as teach. So that is like my primary goal. I haven't really decided on like uh, what I want to do in uh, uh, GI, whether I want to go into like pancreas, advanced endoscopy, work in celiac disease, like those other uh, stuff I'm working on right now, but that's maybe it's too early to say but in general like to keep it short maybe uh get involved in education in an academic center and uh keep on doing what i'm doing definitely and uh finally what is your piece of advice for students applying in this match cycle 
Yeah, I think uh, like looking back, the most important thing which happened with me was getting the interview. Like once you have got the interview, I want you guys to know, irrespective of who you are, where you are from and where you applied. Once you got the interview, you are good. Like uh, at least five or six people have looked at your application and saw you as a good fit. And so they invited you to the program. That being said, like uh, be confident enough, be humble enough during the interview. Don't be overconfident or like act as a jerk knowing that, uh, hey, I knew someone and I have a good connection here. I would match for sure. I have seen like I was probably the first batch to uh, interview, like use uh, virtual interviews. And I have seen people like speak out of turn, interrupt others constantly. And then we are in a, a same room and then they keep on interrupting uh, uh, the presenter. So don't do, don't act like, uh, uh, don't, don't just don't be like overconfident is what I'm going to say. Like be confident enough. Don't be like underconfident, don't undersell. Sometimes we are like, oh, this program is out of my reach. Like this is definitely my best interview. This is my number one spot. And you are like too nervous or like you are like uh, interviewing at a, at a place where you are like, ah, maybe I do not want to go there. This is probably going to be my fifth or sixth choice if you got that many interviews. So I have seen people who turn off their cameras. Like do not do that. <laughs> so yeah, make sure you're, respect, uh, you're respecting the interviewers. And uh, if you have uh, the opportunity to get an interview, a lot of people don't get interviews sometimes. So if you got the interview, make sure you make uh, the most out of it. Awesome. I like that. I'd love to use that advice on my, uh, on my trail as well. I think it's a good balance to keep between not to being underconfident, but also not being overconfident, just kind of striking that perfect balance. So perfect. Those are all the questions I have for you, Arjun. Uh, thanks so much for coming on and educating everybody. I'm sure listeners will really appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to kind of reach out to uh, the world with uh, our knowledge. And thank you for giving me the platform to do this. I try to do it on a Twitter. Sometimes I will tweet like tips and tricks uh, uh, and then also try to like reach out to international medical graduates via my YouTube channel. But uh, I am really uh, inspired by what you're doing right now as a medical student and uh, like soon you will be in residency and you will be busy so my one advice is like whenever you get a little bit of a time just try to make sure you continue to do what you're doing thanks so much will do yep